So the big question is this, how are investors like us who don't have a PhD in finance or millions to start investing, how do we grow up bank accounts to build real savings and retirements and yet still have the time to do what we really love? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answer. Hey guys, Sean Moon here with the Stock Market Series Podcast. Super, super excited today. Um, they have this like cool psychological mindset shift thing um, that I think is like, super interesting. It's something I wish I understood like a long, long, long time ago. And it's this idea of like, you know, when you, when you have problems or when you have challenges or things that just aren't really, you know, working out in your way because of one thing or another. Um, you see this like so often in financial markets, right? This idea that like you put all this planning and all this effort into a trade, and so often, you know, you know, people see like, oh, you submit this order to your broker, and you know, it's like, oh, buy, you know, Apple or whatever, right? Like buy them at this price and, and buy this many, and it's like, oh, that's so simple. And then if you make a ton of money, people are like, wow, you spent like five seconds flat doing that. You're making a bajillion dollars an hour. And then if you lose a ton of money, people are like, wow, that's stupid. You should have like researched that more. I can't believe you made that bad investment. Um, and no one's 100%, right? Like no one's perfect. And so, um, so it's, it's this question of you know how you handle failure because um, failure right it's just it's just part of the stepping stones to success and it's part of the path like it's a required and necessary thing um, and so as you look at failure it, it's like so so anyway um, so like there's this big like recording studio and I'm trying to get like all my stuff into it I've been doing I've been here for like um, probably a week so far and. Um, probably pumping out like 700 gigs of content. It's just ridiculous. I think I've been in there probably like for like 73 hours. I've slept in there. I mean, it's like sleeping in the office and um, it's just insane. So, so, so much, so much. Um, and uh, as I walk away from it today, like it got locked and for some reason I, I can't like get in. I don't have key access even though I like reserved it. And so like, you know, I'm walking away and um, I've kind of like, you know, dunked out, right? So I got like, 90% of this course recorded. Um, and it's like the coolest thing ever. I know it's going to change so many people's lives. And I'm so excited about it. Um, and I just want to get this last little bit done before the weekend. Um, it's just not going to happen. Um, like, I could pick the lock. Um, <laughs> but I just, I don't think that's the best plan of action. Um, and I, I want to kind of talk about like that and then also picking the right thing. Because, you know, so often you have like chances and opportunities to do maybe what's not the right thing, right? And, and to go and maybe cheat on that test or, or, or do what's wrong. And I've talked about it earlier, this idea that like, um, oh, I didn't talk about it on here, I was talking about it somewhere else. Um, but it's this idea of, of like, you know, if you do something wrong, it's gonna just sit in your mind and, and eat away and crush you. Um, and I remember, you know, a, a really, really long time ago, I was like probably seven or eight years old. And and I just feel so, so, so terrible about this, right? Still, right? Because, like, you want to focus on positive, but you want to surround your, your mind and your mindset with, like, things that are going to help you grow. Um, and so it's so important to, like, do the right thing. Because if you don't, it stays in your mind and it eats you away and it crushes you. Uh, and so I was, like, eight years old. And, you know, we went to this, we went to this football game. And it was, like, raining, right? Um, but they wouldn't let you take the umbrellas inside. So they have, like, piles and piles and piles of, like, hundreds of umbrellas sitting outside this this football um, stadium and you know we go to the game and I, I never really liked football um, I still don't really like football it's like cool if you do like that's awesome um, and I have so many friends that play it and they're like the coolest guys ever and I love them and I always love supporting my friends and like being with them and, like that's awesome right and I'll go to their games and support them and, and all that stuff but like just for fun like it's just not really the most entertaining use of time for me and so um, 
we go to this football game and we leave, you know, I was always whining when I was a kid. My parents would make me go. And I would be like, you know, first quarter in, and I'd be like, hey, can we leave? <laughs> Please. Because, <laughs> like, you can't force people to do things, right? Um, and you can't force them to change who they are. You know, if someone doesn't like something, you, like, push them into it. It's, it's just not going to work. Um, oh, my God, this is heavy. I got, like, all these tripods that are not getting used anymore. Um, and so, what was it talking about? Um, move into this situation, right? Whoa. Whoops. So, um, eventually we, we get out of the football game. I think it was like third or fourth. I don't remember. Um, and we finish. And we're walking out the exit. And there's this, like, ginormous abundance. This huge pile of umbrellas. Um, I mean, there are just so, 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 so many. Um, and it's this idea that, like... There's like an abundance of wealth in the world, right? And there is, there is so much opportunity and so much prevalence and so many amazing ways you have to succeed. Um, and that's kind of where I see, when, I, when I look back at it, that's what I see in this huge pile of umbrellas. I see all this opportunity uh, to be a success uh, and to have like the victory that you desire. For me, being an eight-year-old, like my victory, my, my happiest moment, my peak potential uh, is, it would be to grab like one of these, to have an umbrella. I wanted an umbrella so badly um i don't know why we didn't have one and like i just really 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 wanted an umbrella and so you know it's so so easy to make the wrong decision but the wrong decision is, is they're oftentimes like the most impactful the most hurtful ones um because i wouldn't be telling this story right if i hadn't done what i did that day i wouldn't be you know literally regretting this moment every single moment for the rest of my life and using it as it's a guiding path to steer every single decision I make um it's just insane so I walk over to this huge pile of umbrellas and I find one and it looks it's like oh my god the nicest umbrella I had ever seen in my life it had like this gel grip and it was like this big stiff stern sturdy um black umbrella with a red stripe and the red stripe went from the top to the bottom on one of the panels and it was just such a such a complete hefty um, like, like you know, this was the umbrella of kings. This was like one of the greatest umbrellas on the planet. Um, it was insane. And as we were walking into the stadium, a lot of people didn't think they could save their umbrellas. And so, like, there were literally like umbrellas just like all over the place in the garbage. Um, people had thrown away their umbrellas because they didn't think they could bring them in. I mean, it was, like, when I say like umbrellas were everywhere, like, umbrellas were like scattering the floor, like everywhere you turn it was just umbrella after umbrella and so I didn't think too much about picking up this umbrella and walking out of the stadium with it when in reality like that's not my freaking umbrella and even if there's like 10,000 umbrellas and everybody can have an umbrella like it doesn't make it right to steal right it doesn't make it right to take what's not yours as I'm walking away these two like I, I don't know they're probably like 20 or probably like 20 year olds on um, they cut to me like hey is that your umbrella uh little boy and i'm like yeah it's my umbrella um i lied you know i uh put forth false wrongdoing fake information and just like was untruthful to myself and and just absolutely destroyed like my own sense of being it was just awful i mean terrible 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 um, decision um, all because I was selfish and I decided that you know it was worth more for me to 
take this umbrella from someone than it was to stand true to like being honest and and and, and doing you know the right thing and, and like everybody knows the right thing like you do the right thing and you know the right thing and you know like you know if you deserve to do something or if you don't deserve to do something and like on this day like I was just so overpowered by like greed and fear and like never having an umbrella and like I don't know what it was it was so long ago yet like what it's done is it's it's changed like everything for me right because like I look back at this and I just I've, I've never been able to shake it away um and I still have that umbrella you know I have no clue like whose it was or like who I would even like think to return it to um because there were just so so many people there right and I've always kept it with me in like my closet and my car like, like everywhere um because it's just a, it's a really it's a really 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 nice umbrella um and it's always like this constant reminder that you, you've got to like break away from the temptation and take like this short-term pain of not taking someone's umbrella and the short-term pain of you know maybe having to, to suffer through another week or another month or another year without that one thing because you know, you know like in your mind so you're so deeply like you you know like it's not right um and to have the best growth to have you know the best mindset have the best like wholesome like like you want to be happy with yourself right like you don't want to be messed up or upset <sighs> excuse me because of like some freaking stupid umbrella or some like dumb thing that shouldn't have happened um and so it's just like you've got to do the right thing even when it's like so so difficult um and even when you don't think there's a big problem or even when it like doesn't even hurt anybody like that's the mistake everyone thinks they think oh no one will care it won't hurt anybody and yet you know 10 years later i'm looking back at this event and who is it hurting you know it's definitely not hurting the person who like lost their umbrella but it's like tormenting me and it's it's crushing me and it makes me feel so 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 bad um and and it's like i feel like there's this huge debt that i have to some person i'll never meet they took their umbrella and it just crushes me and it, it makes me realize like for everything i do especially in financial markets where there is so much lie and so much theft um, and like insider trading and, and, and fake assets and fake accounts, people stealing money, laundering money all over the place. Um, it makes you remember that like, you know, how would I feel if that was my umbrella? How would I feel if I was the one getting played out? I was the one getting hurt. I was the one who like had everything crushed, taken away, you know, w whatever. I'm just destroyed from that positioning because, you know, someone was greedy or someone had the just, um, just terrible, terrible, terrible decision to go and steal and take from others what was not theirs to begin with and it's just this like terrible terrible thing to do and so like it always reminds me that it's so 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 important oh man to um to do what's right and to stick with the basis and stick with like you know like you know what to do and and there are so many examples i've had like after this event especially with like you know especially with investments and, and you know sometimes you have bad investments sometimes you have really really good investments and it's so tempting to just like totally not tell clients about bad investments um and and shuffle them under the rug and ignore them and you know lie on the balance sheet and, and you know and, and for taxes right and, and for investors you know lie on the balance sheet and and you know fudge numbers and you know record future revenues before they actually happen do like some enron crap and just totally freaking lie and pretend that you're, you're making tons of money um i remember you know mattel a long 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 time ago they had this one quarter where they um they 
pumped out like 10 bajillion Barbies because they thought like Barbies were gonna be the hottest thing ever. And they were like super cocky, super overconfident about their numbers and about what they were doing. And as they pumped out all these toys, like all this stuff that just like, you know, in, in all reality, they were like going super crazy. And they were like, it was just insane. They thought they were gonna sell so, so, so many. Um, but in reality, you know, the Christmas season, the holidays, they went by and they sold like what they normally sold, right? And there was like hundreds, the millions and millions and millions of Barbies just like left unsold. Um, and for them at the time, they were like a small, small, small company, maybe like a couple hundred million dollars. And so this inventory and this craft that just didn't sell represented a significant chunk of, you know, their operations. And, you know, at the time, so many, so many businesses when they start out, they're funded based on debt, they're funded based on investors um, and, and they take you know a, a very very uh, traditional approach of like starting business with starting business in the hole right and then you have to like work and work and work to get more and more and more done over time and so excuse me because of that they um, had like tons of bankers that they had to satisfy every single quarter and they like were literally public right and so because they were public, there's this, there's this stigma, and I absolutely freaking hate it, because I know, like, so many people, like, they have these massive, massive companies, and they're bigger than maybe, like, you know, 10 or 20 or 30% of public companies, and they have this huge, huge, huge success, and yet they always, like, like, they never went public, um, and they always kept it private, and they always kept it on the low key, um, you know, partially because they just wanted to live, like, a quiet life and be humble, but um, kind of more importantly and, and more significantly is this idea that they they didn't want to deal with like the regulatory hassles and having to have like their numbers out there because when your numbers are out there when you have like public oversight and public foresight there's always this constant pressure to perform at your best and to do like ridiculously great every single quarter for the sake of the investors who are literally like riding their entire portfolios their savings their retirements you know it's it's all based on how your stock performs it's not like you can just go out and tell everybody hey our earnings sucked like that's illegal right like that's insider trading and so you've, you've got to like just be honest with the reports and be honest with the numbers and file it away with the SEC and just let everybody realize over time. And it's like, I can't even imagine how awful this feeling is. You know, when you're running a public company, you know that you're going to have an absolute trash quarter. And, you know, people are going to lose hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars based on your poor financial results. And like having that pressure stuck up on you, having this, this terrible, terrible thing. And like so often, right, these guys, they make tons of money, but they just don't stack up to what investors want they don't stack up to the analysts and to the predictions and so even if they make a lot of money they'll still tank um people will overreact and just like um abolish their, their stock price and it sucks right um for them because like that's everything they own like you know for for most of the investors maybe this investment is like five to seven percent of their portfolio but for these guys like this is their livelihood this is their life um and obviously like, all their investment should be in a company um, but like this is what they're going to work to every single day and like how do you think the workplace environment is going to change when a company their stock price decreases by like 30% in a couple of days after a crap earnings report like it's going to crush morale it's going to crush productivity and it sucks and so like I have so much so much so much respect for people that run these public companies it's like so 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 ridiculously um, like I think stressful right because you're you're everything's public and everybody knows exactly what's going on and so there's always this constant pressure to perform this constant pressure to be more and do more and that pressure you know it's helpful and it's great when uptimes and it's it's it pushes them to succeed and it pushes them to innovate which is so 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 cool and so powerful but at the same time like 
it's great for the upside, but it's terrible for the downside. And it crushes uh, the perspectives and their viewpoints. Like, I can't imagine right now. Like, GE, they're going through this huge financial restructuring, and their stock is just like, I mean, it's just awful what's happened to it recently. They've, and they were like 40, 50 bucks, and then they went to like $8 when I bought them. And, um, like, their whole company is just kind of falling apart, and they have to, like, change everything. And, like, there's this huge, huge, huge pressure to make it work. And it's this question of, like, without public oversight, without people looking at them, without this criteria, without this criticism of their underlying business model, would they have success? Would they go through with this restructuring and make it freaking happen? Um, now, obviously, we're kind of in the midst of that right now. We're going to see how they handle it over time. But it's this question of, you know, would they perform as well if they were private? You know, or would they perform better because they don't have to fudge the numbers? So, like, what happened with Mattel is they were scared that, like, their investors would be unhappy and that people would freak out. And if people freak out, like, bad stuff happens and their whole business is funded on debt. And so if they lose their banker support and they lose their funding and they lose their ability to get loans, you know, they have hundreds of millions of dollars in debt. And if they lose that, like, all of their operations freeze and they have to fire and lay off tons of employees and cut their toys and cut their lines. And, I mean, this is a long time ago, but they had to basically stop all business. Um if they couldn't secure this funding, right? Because they were like burning cash without this, this newfound income and revenue. And so to them, like lying about these numbers seemed like the only thing they could do to like really have their business succeed. And so this guy comes into the boardroom and they have this board meeting and there's like six of them in there. And as everybody comes inside, the, um, the CEO and her, and her husband or whatever, um, they run the, the, the company as a team. And they've got, like, all their financial guys, all their engineers, chief leaders of the company. And this one guy says, hey, you know, what if we just book quarter one profits on our quarter four earnings? And, like, basically, like, this is, like, lying, you know, and, and it's fraudulent accounting. And so instead of, like, taking the short-term pain of, you know, a minor loss and maybe, like, a little bit of a tumble and a little bit of a bad public perception. They're like, they admit, instead of like taking the pain to admit their mistakes and say, look, we were wrong. This is what happened. It was a bad, bad, bad decision on our part. Stuff went wrong and, and we regret it and, and we're upset and we're sorry about it. Um, and, and instead of like saying that and going clean with it and coming clean with themselves and with their investors and with those in their lives, um, instead of coming clean, what they did was just absolutely freaking ridiculous. Um, and and they lied and they they recorded like q1 profits and projected profits on q4 and what else they did what else it was just this insane insane bogus they went through all these accounting scandals where they like pretended to be their stores and then called headquarters and had them send in purchase orders for like tons and tons and tons of barbies knowing wholeheartedly and for a fact that these would not sell and they did that for a couple hundred million dollars worth of orders because they had so much extra inventory and after they like had everybody that they knew and all their suppliers order as much as they possibly could, they still didn't have enough revenue in to meet their projections. Um, and if they weren't a private, if they weren't public, right? If they were private, like who cares, right? They didn't meet the projections. They'll just talk it over with the investors. But since they're public, like, like they've got an image to stand up to and they've got a reputation and they've got an earnings report to, to be with, right? And, and so um, they literally like made up orders. Um, and they just like punched in numbers and like recorded revenue that literally was getting pulled out of thin air and did not exist whatsoever. 
um, they had warehouses and warehouses of these toys that they like pretended to sell and then they just sat there because nobody bought them right um, and they just like freaking lied like 100% like there's no no ifs buts you know they lied about the numbers um, because they had this pressure to perform they had this pressure to be more and the the impending threat of like financial fraud and securities fraud and lying with their accounts like didn't seem to be enough to them to push them away and to stop them from doing it and it was like so ridiculous because like everything they did right it, it kind of all stemmed from their success and their success like came from these quality numbers um, but they lied and they didn't do the right thing and at first they get away with it right um, they have like this short-term gain uh, that in reality is going to cost them a lot of their long-term success and, and as this goes on what's really interesting is they get to like Q3 of that year and everything has been like growing and growing and growing and growing and it all starts to catch up with them and they start to realize that like all their numbers are shit they haven't sold any of these toys and they have no clue what to do and then these two leaders right the wife the husband they go on this vacation and like it sucks because like some people they go on vacation and they don't they can't like actually get away from work and they can't actually like just take a break which sucks um and that's why like when you build a business or, or when you build like assets in your life you want to make sure that they're assets that you can like walk away from for a week or two and not be freaking out um and i remember like when i first started investing i would check the stocks every single day and i think it's so much fun and i freaking love it um and for people that just get into investing i see them always checking like their yahoo finance or their portfolio apps and just like you no know, giddling 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 just so excited and so happy to start to see their wealth grow and start to like understand how the markets move up and down and, and how it changes every day and like it's this really fun feeling of like oh i made this much money today or oh i lost this much money today and then you look at it over the past like thing and you're like oh my god i made you know this much money today and i didn't even freaking do anything like how cool is that um and i remember when i started having like that passive growth come into my life with my long-term portfolios like everything changed and i started to realize like holy crap like you can have income like doing literally zero work whatsoever which is like the coolest thing ever with with assets that like you put in a, a defined amount of work at the beginning and then they pay you for the rest of your life which is like so 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 cool um and it changed everything for me and my whole mindset about money and, 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 and investing and i don't know like that's a story for another day but that, it just was so 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 cool um that was a long, long, long time ago, too, which is interesting, but whatever. Um, and so, like, these guys, they fudge the numbers, and so they go, on they go on vacation, and she does what, like, is terrible, right? She calls her office. She calls her secretary, um, and she just can't stop thinking about work, and her secretary's there, and, and she says, hey, what's up? Um, and her secretary usually has something that's going on or some, you know, thing that goes wrong or some toy that's getting worked on. And the secretary, she says nothing. And, um, and this really kind of like gets her going and riles her up because like she doesn't know what's up and she's freaking out. And she is like, what do you mean nothing? Like in the past 10 years, we've been talking five years or whatever, where we've been together, there's always, always, always been something. Um, but she's just like, nope, nothing, nada. And it just sucks. It's crazy because like she tried so, so, so hard to just walk away, but she couldn't do it. Um, and so the next morning, she gets on a plane with her husband. They cut the trip to, like, this very nice tropical island place short. Um, they don't even, like, freaking go, which is terrible. They don't have any vacation whatsoever. 
And they, they have this mistake that so many new people then they're starting up like businesses and when they're scaling their businesses um, have. And it's this idea that like you don't trust anybody to like actually run the operations. And you don't like believe in, in the people that you hire and the people that you work with. Like especially once you get past like that 500 employee mark. Um, when you have like this huge team, this huge mastermind of people that are fully competent and you know having that one extra person to lead them in the office 24 7 it's just not going to make a huge difference because there's just so many people and they all know what they need to do they all have their very specific roles um and so it's this idea i hear so much with um with coaching and with business development that you need to like step away and, and let your people do their things um and i remember i used to try to like kind of micromanage all the coders that we had over at Manerads, um and manage like everything that they did when they were sort of developing our front-end product and like it never worked, right? And I'd be like, you need to have this exact color and do this very, very specific thing and blah, 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 because I wanted to be in control of everything, but it just didn't work. And it, it, it came out crap when I was in control of it because I didn't know what the heck I was doing. And so when I gave these guys like creative control and creative freedom and, and the ability to just do like whatever they wanted to do, um, like all of a sudden, everything changed right because instead of like you know focusing on me and me 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 and like all these things that i wanted i just said look guys i trust you this is the end product this is the one goal that we want to work towards um let's just let's make it happen we're a good team we're a good fit everyone's cool together let's absolutely crush it and do it together and so we did that right and that's exactly what happened i walked away and then like within a month you know i had been getting so much more done because I was able to focus on all the finances and all the accounting and, and all like the executive management and getting everything ready so that like once we went to market like we could actually like take people's money and, and like be ready for all that stuff and it was so 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 much on um, cool 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 stuff and all I did was focus on like what I was really really good at and I spent months and months and months like learning about tax law and learning about accounting and, and just learning like what most people would learn in like you know a couple of years of, 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 of very dedicated and specialized schooling. Um, I would just work like 16 hours a day every day going through the exact same content, learning the exact same things in, you know, a very compressed period of time, like a very fast, fast, fast learning pace. Um, and so I was able to apply that. I was able um, to get everything, everything ready. And by the time I was done with that, like within a month, these guys had finished this insane, 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 awesome, awesome back-end product. They did such a great, 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 great job with it. All because they had the creative freedom to go out there and do it on their own. And they were able to do it so much better than I would ever have been able to explain it. I mean, I just didn't have the the mindset or the perspective that they had on it. And they did so, so, so much better than I could have even dreamed of. Um, and so you just need to back away from the company. You need to back away from the product. You need to back away from, you know, whatever it is that you're doing and, and let the people that you work with and let the people who are smarter than you and, and more specialized do their thing and, and be themselves and get their work done because they'll do it so much better than you could ever even dream of which is so, so, so powerful. I um, mean, that's exactly what these two needed to do. They needed to walk away from Mattel and let them handle their problems on their own. Um, because the business, like, it sounds crazy, but, like, once you get to a certain point, the less time you spend managing your company, like, the more time it becomes its own independent asset and the more money that it makes. Because the people there are pretty freaking smart. And if you tell them that you trust them and you show them that you trust them by walking away and letting them make their own decisions, all of a sudden... They perform so, 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 so much better than they would ever have when you're there. That they could even dream of or hope for um, when 
you know, it's just you doing everything because you're just one person and they're like a whole team. And the mastermind in the group is so much more powerful than one single being. And so, you know, I, I, I gotta try to wrap this up, but like they come back and they, and they fly in and they come into the board and they go to her secretary and she's like, what's going on? And she points over to the boardroom and they're having this huge meeting in the boardroom. And she walks to the board with her husband Everyone is like just staring at her, and she knows like something's up, something's bad, and this is not, 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 not good. Um, they have her sit down, and they've got like all of their bankers there, and they just realize like all the numbers are fake, and, and everything's toppling down, and they lied about everything. And um, the growth, the bookings, the reportings, everything was just total, total BS. And their lies, they finally catch up to them, just like they always do. Um, and like, what's so, so, so crazy? is that they go through this process where the investors basically say that they're willing to pull everything out if they don't have new oversight, new management, and uh, new leaders in the company. And that was the day, because they got too involved, because they came back, because they weren't willing to let these guys work it out on their own, that basically they got fired from their own company. They lost controlling interest. They lost basically all control. And this lady, like she, she came back and she walked into the building every single day for the next 365 days. But she like lost her office, she lost her control, she lost her power, and all she did was sit there, and all she did was like try to lead and try to have significance, but her whole role in the company, like from that point forward, was gone, and she basically got fired from her own company. And over the coming months, like the SEC started getting involved, and they had like all these financial reporters and all of these investigators come to like check out their numbers, and like if you lie to the public about your numbers, you're gonna get yourself in a lot of trouble. And like she's facing basically jail time, right? because she like lied about you know hundreds of millions of dollars of revenue that significantly impacted the public perception of the stock and thereby like changed all these investors returns um and the instant that this scandal got out the instant that everybody knew about it the stock dropped like 30 freaking percent like in a day and this woman remember she had terrible diversification and, and all of her money was in the company and she lost like a third of her net worth like in 24 hours and it was just absolutely freaking berserk um, and it was all because of this one terrible incident where she decided that it would be better to lie than to take the heat and move forward as a company. Because if she just freaking told the truth, it would have been so much better. Um, so that's really the biggest thing to come through here is to tell the truth. Um, because if you don't, like, first of all, like, it'll come back to bite you in the butt. And second of all, it'll totally crush, like, your mental attitude. Um, and it'll make you feel constantly in debt. And, and I'll finish with this one last story just because I think it kind of sums it all up. And it's something that... I've been thinking about it a lot lately because I feel terrible about it and I'm about to go and I'm about to change everything and I'm about to be, you know, right this wrong um, and fix this mistake. But but it's still really important. It's something that I haven't been able to forget for probably like, um, I think, seven years, seven years. Um, and it was a long time ago. I was in like sixth or seventh grade and we went on this field trip with my math teacher to like um, this museum at, at NC Chapel Hill. And as we're going through, you know, the campus and everything, we go to like the, the school bookstore and they have like this one book and I still have this book and I probably should read it. And I just, I was so intrigued by the title. And at the time I was like so into astrophysics and space and astronomy. When I grew up, I was like, I want to be an astrophysicist when I grow up. And I was watching like all these science shows and all this TV. And I was like so excited. I was just this young guy and I was like, super pumped and dedicated and I was like when I grow up I'm gonna be like astrophysicist I was gonna be like there's this one guy his name is Michio Kaku and he's like a world-renowned guy he's one of the most influential people in, in my early life because he showed me that like if you go 100% you go hardcore 
like you can have success and i've written so much about him and he's just like the coolest guy ever um he's like one of the you know, most renowned physicists ever because you know not necessarily like his work is the best um because his work is insane right um but that's not what separates him from everybody else what separates him from everybody else is that he has an insane 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 amount of research and work that he does and then what he does is he publicly shares everything and he just connects with like the discovery channel the science channel um and all these people that have like distribution networks and he connects with them and he collaborates with them and they put work together that like fundamentally changes how like the public perceives science and, and it inspired me for so long to want to go and be like the scientist guy and it was the funniest thing ever it was so nice and so there was this book that that i saw at the bookstore it was um like a history of the universe um or a brief history of everything in, in the world or in time or a brief history of the universe something like that um and i see this book and i see the cover of it and i'm like oh my gosh that's the coolest thing ever i want to know that um but it was like $35 and I brought like 20 bucks I think my parents gave me 20 bucks or something like that like I didn't have money um and I was like oh but I really 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 want this book and so like I go to my math teacher I'm like hey will you please 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 help me um get this book you know and he gives me like 20 bucks to get the book and and I get it and like the cover and everything about it just makes me so excited and so happy and it was like the best moment ever I um, he's like hey just yeah just like pay me back tomorrow right and so, you know, I, I come home with the book, come home with everybody. And, you know, my parents are like, hey, what'd you get with, you know, the money we gave you? I'm like, oh, I got this book. And they're like, oh, awesome. That's great. And, you know, like, I was like probably like 11 or maybe 12. And so, like, you know, I didn't have, like, any money, right? Um, at least I don't think I did. And I remember, like, when I grew up, was growing up, I was like, oh, he's like, super super cheap and i would never really want to spend any of my own money i would always want to save it and save it and i didn't really know why i just like for a long 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 time i would do that and it's a story for another day um and there's, there's a lot of shifts that that's had in my life ever since and anyway that's a different story and we can get to that you know another time um but you know i go to my parents and i had this fear like that i didn't want to tell them like i actually like spent more than you guys gave me and i had like lied and i'd been in debt and i you know wasn't wholesome and I like wasn't really my money and I couldn't really afford this um, and instead of taking that temporary pain of like coming clean and being transparent and being honest and saying you know hey you know I, I didn't have all the money and I asked my teacher for it and this is what happened what do you, what should I do um, you know can you guys help me pay him back or like what should I do right uh, instead of taking that temporary pain and like working through the problem together um, what I did was totally 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 wrong and I just didn't say a thing about it and like I totally lied to them, I lied to myself, I lied to my teacher, I lied to everybody. And just like didn't do anything. I didn't pay him back the money the next day, the next day, the next day, forever. Um, and, and I felt so, 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 so guilty and so bad about it. And like I'm still thinking about it like years and years and years and years and years later. Um, and like I know for a fact like this guy, he doesn't care. And he totally has forgotten about it. Yet this negative act that I did has like fundamentally changed all my thoughts right and it's made me realize the importance of transparency and the importance of telling the truth and the importance of coming clean with others all because like years and years and years ago i made this one mistake that has stuck with me um and the grief and and the sadness and the you know evil from it um has just kind of like permeated in my mind and grown and grown and grown and over time it's not like this 20 bucks that matters right but it's it's, it's the mental effect that it has um and this this idea that like you know i did something wrong and I got away with it. It makes me feel so, 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 so bad. And every time I look at this book, I feel guilty. I've never opened it. I've never even read, like, the first page of it. 
um, because it just feels so awful about the story behind it and how I got it. Um, and only like, you know, now I have like this huge, huge, huge debt I feel to him. And every time I see this guy, like at least I used to, I mean, I'm gone now, but like, I would always just feel awful. And it would just destroy that relationship. It would destroy that connection. And it would crush me thinking about it. And so like, ask yourself this question, like when you're about to do something that you know is wrong and you're about to maybe take like a short-term gain that's gonna cause a lot of long-term pain, you know, ask like, is this really worth it? And in the future, like, could this really like hurt everything for me? Um, and a lot of times you don't know it at the time. And like, I definitely didn't realize it at the time um, when I was taking that umbrella or when I was taking this guy's cash to buy this book. But like, now that I look back at it, like I feel so bad and I've never been able to shake it away. Um, and it's just been this ingrained in me for so long. It just was not worth it whatsoever. So always remember that like anything you do where you're making like the wrong decision, you know it's the wrong decision. Like don't think about it in the moment. Don't think about it like, oh, it's just like 20 bucks or something, or it's just someone's umbrella or whatever. Think about it in terms of like, would somebody, you know, if I'm looking back at this in five years and I wanna be like this really successful and wealthy and happy guy, would that really successful and wealthy and happy guy, would that future image I have of myself lie? Would that future image I have of myself do this negative thing and, and, and have this bad act? Um, and ask yourself, you know, would it, would, would who I want to be in the next five years do what I'm about to do? And if the answer is no, then no matter how much gain you have, to, there is, you know, to come from it or, or how much like profit you can make or how much happiness or whatever. Like if it's just not the right thing to do, you got to do the adult thing. You got to walk away from it and say no. Um, and what's interesting is like 95% of our lives, we do happy things and we do, we're happy and we do the right thing. But that 5% where we do wrong things is what we remember more than anything else. And it's terrible, terrible, terrible. But you'll remember your wrong doing so much more than the things that you do right. Um, and so you really, really want to avoid like all these negative situations and all these wrong doings at any cost possible. It, it all costs, right? Um, and just do the right thing. So that was my lesson for today. I'm sure you guys are smart and you know that like you shouldn't lie and shouldn't cheat and shouldn't steal. Um, but even if it's like small things that don't seem like they're going to be a big deal, it's, it's this idea that um, what you do now and what you do in the short term and, and how you treat yourself like immediately will have this huge, huge, huge impact on, you know, the way you think about yourself, the way you perceive all your actions and everything you do in the future and how everything changes um, based solely on, um, on on what you're doing like right now um and so you want to make like the right oh my god you're the best thank you yay thanks have the best day ever oh it's so warm here thank you oh man wow yes okay um and and everything changes like the instant that you realize you've got to be yourself you got to be wholesome you got to be truthful and you have to stick with like what you know is the right thing to do um, because it's gonna have such an insanely powerful long-term payoff uh, that like changes everything because you're so, so in with yourself. Um, and then when you're looking back at your past, instead of focusing on the negative things, there are no negative things. And so you can think pretty much exclusively about the positivity and, and then what really happened that was right and what was good for you and what was great for your life and as soon as you do that like 
everything changes and it's, it's just so 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 powerful and it all comes from this ability to just step back and think about you know is this something that i really really want to do and if it's not just don't do it and do the right thing so that's the takeaway from today guys i hope you got a ton of value from this learn a whole lot and uh, go out there apply it and absolutely crush it thank you so so much for listening um and have the best day ever i'll see you guys later um so thank you Woo! <laughs> Have fun, guys. Thanks. Bye. Want more stock market secrets? If so, go get your free copy of my best-selling book, 9 to Noon. You can get your free copy plus $11,176 of unannounced bonuses completely for free at 9toNoonSecrets.com. Inside 9 to Noon, you'll find the top 38 secrets we use to double our portfolios every two years and make upwards of 10% per trade daily. 